0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK today with Jack and friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Happy
1: birthday to you. Happy
2: birthday.
1: All right, welcome to in. You. Happy birthday. <laughs> 609 to you. on Monday morning, uh, August 7th, 2023. It's my birthday, birthday today. To you thank you appreciate it i've got a nice big uh eileen's cookie sitting in front of me too thank you to mark i presume so snickerdoodle snickerdoodle thank you appreciate With it
3: lots of music notes on it
1: yes in honor of rlf is that what that is request line friday and on very nice very nice thank you very much it's you know very exciting to go into a midlife birthday on a monday morning when you're going to work <laughs> the cookie makes it nicer though and the the song um what, do you mean, midlife? The, what? you're not 50 mid <laughs> yes <laughs> i i feel like i feel like whatever i am now <laughs> is definitely definitely qualifies but uh anyway yes thank you for that uh we are uh we're excited to get going here on a Monday morning on the show today. Count down the five things that you're talking about today with the morning drive. A little bit later on the show, we'll have Tim Haruza joining us. Mike Schaefer will be joining us as well. So that's what we've got going on this Monday morning in the capital City. Hope everybody had a good weekend. I had my uh I had my in laws here visiting this weekend. Uh so Got a chance as we always do, and my father-in-law is here to go out on the golf course. I am getting so bad. I am. I mean, I was never good. I, I mean, I'll absolutely be clear about that. I was never good, but I am getting. My lack of ever ever playing is putting me at a ridiculous <laughs> level, uh, to the point that I at at some point I said, and "My my son is very into playing right now." My father-in-law plays const, you know tons plays a lot um and so i first first tee shot we went up mahoney cuz by the way that's the only golf course you can get on in lincoln right now i mean if you don't if you're not thinking way ahead if you are if you're deciding the night before you're trying to go somewhere, forget it on a on a saturday forget it if you've got, a, if you're more than a single and you don't want to go at what, like seven at night, or something like that. But my son had found a uh, tea time uh, at uh, at Mahoney on Saturday, and uh, I get on on the first tee, tear uh, up, get the uh, driver out that I've not touched since uh, pre pandemic. Uh, you know, wind up, don't warm up at all. <laughs> didn't do anything because I got there late, so it's not like I went to the range and hit some balls first and uh and uh take that thing and it hits the the area between where the shaft goes down into the club head instead of the face of the club. It hits that area like the elbow there goes straight into the fence mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. at the uh I don't know if it was a fence or whatever it went basically it went at about a um, oh, I don't know what it would be about a twenty degree angle directly to the left, about forty feet out.
4: The most impressive is when you can make that that drive go straight left.
1: Yeah, it went almost. It, it wasn't quite zero <laughs> degrees. It was about twenty <laughs> degrees. But yes, it was. It was more left than it was straight down <laughs> down the fairway. Uh, and then a uh, a second shot where I whiffed the first time that I swung it, and about not not far into the front nine i decided you know what i paid for this round but you know it's it, it, it the the goal is to be entertained and to have fun mm-hmm. and i at this point will get more out of the money not less out of the money that i gave to our city golf course by not playing than playing Okay, so I will so you just walk so I will not walked I had a cart <laughs> so I you know so I put the mu- I decided all right, I'm gonna get the tunes on my phone, put put some music on my phone, I'm gonna find the uh, gal who's drinking br- driving the beverage cart around, I'm gonna get myself a beverage, and I'm gonna turn this into just uh driving a cart around an outdoor golf course, and all of a sudden, it seems a whole lot more pleasant <laughs> to me in every way. It seems like rec- It's all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is recreation. And when when, when Grandpa and my uh, son are up there putting, but I don't want to go up to the green and I want to lay back in the cart in the shade, I can do that. So did you go from bogey to boogie? Uh, yeah, I, I did. So I did every time they went up to a par three. I teed off on very short holes just in case I would get a hole in one.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then when it was terrible, I just quit the hole.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We'll, We'll see how this goes. Nope. That wasn't good. It was great. It's the best way I've ever played golf, which is just... It's called... Play when you want. <laughs> Let let's all find out together on this drive whether or not I'm playing right. the whole. That's hole. exactly right. Let, let's see what happens. And there, was, guys.
1: there was there was a a hole where I teed off, and I got a I was for me a decent enough shot. So I said, "All right, I'm going to take the second shot and see how it goes." And It was terrible. And I quit. The, I was done.
4: You described. I was, done. I was like, "Okay, that's it." You described so well my fishing trip, not this year but last year. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, what's the main reason we're here? That one thing. It's it's the golfing or it's the fishing. All right, well this thing isn't going well, but I'm gonna drink beer and tell lies and I'm having a great time. <laughs> the what that's see, that's a mistake. The reason you're there is not specifically for the golfing or the
1: fishing, it's for recreation and enjoyment. <laughs> and when the golfing and or the fishing is not achieving said recreation, relaxation, and enjoyment, you need to make changes to what is happening to you know, get the goal. I've got $21 that I've invested in Mahoney Golf Course to give me an afternoon of recreation and enjoyment yes. and now it's on me to create that. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I did. And so I think I've developed a new game. <laughs> it's it's just, it's called Golf When You Want. And it's great. I've, you know, probably took about probably took about 15 swings of the club during the day overall, 10 to 15, 12 to 15. I could do that on one hole. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> No, didn't ever get furious. Yeah. Didn't ever throw a club. Didn't ever, you know, get embarrassed about how terrible I am. N- none of that. None of that. It was stress free. We need. We need something like that for every. You know, every activity in life.
3: <laughs> Electric we scooter have, races. What'd you say? Electric scooter races. Electric scooter races. <laughs> could, could you? Could you have? Would that be recreation?
1: I. I don't, I don't know. I was thinking more like for our jobs. Oh, work okay. when you want.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yep. how much how great are those days going to be when you're uh when you're going to work because you just want to mm-hmm. right oh, fantastic you're going to be a great performer going to be a happier person we need to apply this to everything to what i just finally well, did i reformed golf for myself how many things in my life can i reform it the jeremy
4: point? said that this your way of recreation wouldn't quite work for mountain climbing <laughs> just decide about halfway i don't know about this guy Time when you want to i'm gonna need a beer and uh <laughs> you guys go on ahead
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, I guess there are definitely some things some things but definitely it would work for fishing as you pointed out open heart surgery 100 100
4: i don't know if this surgery is going well just give me a beverage you take over you know what
1: i'm out for today <laughs> i'm out for today i'm gonna get my my backup surgeon second on the depth the surgeon depth chart to (laughs) send him in get the bullpen they have a surgeon bullpen back there don't they hey get dr stevens warming up i need a lefty everyone's just standing there with their hands up they're like i cleaned these and i can't do anything now for the next two hours I, i again yes i am trying to find more places in my life where i can apply this philosophy to do the activity when you want to not when you don't want to amazing Happy it's a great birthday. way to live thank you <laughs> thank you uh what do we have uh other than other than my exciting weekend what else we have going on here today mark mm-hmm. if anything
3: and kind a of boring really. <laughs> it really is i know <laughs> i
1: so i'm glad you said it because i wanted to yeah but there i don't know in some ways, it's good, right? In some ways, it's good because a lot of times when we have something obvious to talk about at the beginning of the show, it's because something bad happened yeah. uh, or is a, a negative thing. And I'm not saying we're living in utopia right now, but there haven't even been those sorts of things that have kind of risen to the top that have been... that have been, um, And
3: in some instances, bad. even if they were bad, we would never hear about them. Fair enough, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they That's don't necessarily another story. Get to the, Oh, <laughs> they so don't to speak. get to the, the front page as, so
1: to speak, of the they don't of the radio, the, but
3: they don't get to the top of the hour newscast. Let's put it that way.
1: Uh, but I mean, the biggest thing I'm interested in right now is this mountain lion in Omaha. <laughs>
3: yeah, Nebraska examiner has got a great interview. Ernie Arch- Chambers, Chambers about the lion. <laughs>
1: Yeah. They interviewed Ernie Chambers and he posed for a picture yeah. in front of his Mountain Lion license plate, which, by the way, I didn't know this, but he's got a vanity plate for his Mountain Lion license plate that says, <laughs> like, I think it's C O U G R or C U G R, essentially Cougar. Cougar, Cougar, which 100% pe- people probably think something else when they see that car. <laughs> yeah. They do not think it's someone who genuinely
4: likes mountain lions and cougars nope they see that and they go that's a foxy lady a
1: hundred percent is what people are thinking when they say when they when they see that driving around omaha but ernie's ernie's saying he wishes he was back in the legislature because he would be he would be making a stink right now about how this mountain lion is the policy that that whether it's the animal control there or the police or whomever have about the mountain lion and that it's not harmed if they ever catch it. So it would have been nice to throw that into this year's legislative session. <laughs> actually yeah. actually, it would have been fairly quaint yeah. with everything else that was that was going on. So I don't know that there was has been another sighting. I think it was still last week that they had two, the last sighting. Two or was three it? last week. So. I don't know. It's it. Uh, they get all the excitement there now in Omaha. I suppose we should be glad for our pets and everything else but ernie was very i mean ernie was was very uh assertive in saying that this mountain lion is if he, he basically said if he wanted to eat someone he would have done it already <laughs> she he or she i guess uh if this mountain lion would have done he wanted to eat someone they would have done it already so
3: mega millions up to 1.55 billion right, that's just getting depressing now 757.2 million would okay. be the cash option okay. tomorrow night. How close
1: are we, how many more of these do we need before it's the biggest one of all time? Uh, another, it's probably roll one roll more, another think. one or two times. Yep. Okay. Okay.
3: Otherwise, uh, probably the other thing, uh, two other things, uh, legislative summit, you know, where the entire Nebraska yes. congressional delegation, the chambers, Omaha, Lincoln, and what the Nebraska chamber put it on over at the, uh, air, um, sack museum. Yep. That's tomorrow. And, um, Hamilton, big run. That's a good one. That's a good. Big we run. Go.
1: We are in the midst of a pretty incredible. Considering Hamilton, the record-breaking number of concerts we've got going on right now at Pinewood Bowl and Pinnacle Bank Arena in the you know, month the, of the, August.
3: What teens? And number?
1: then yeah, I think it's eleven. And then and then you got the air show coming up as well here at the end of this month. Yeah, this is a pretty. I mean,
3: this is and and the weather is holding out pretty so far. So
1: far. Yeah, it uh, probably was pretty nice this weekend. Assuming they—I st- can't remember—they stayed array- around, away from the rain. Train was Friday night. Steve Miller Band was Saturday night. Um, I didn't go to either of those because I was busy with the in-laws. I don't know that I would have, but um, but I I think I'm going to the Doobies. I think I'm going to the Doobies when they come. I'm going to Hamilton Tuesday night. Are you guys going to Hamilton at all? Some point?
4: Nope. I no. I went. I saw it in Omaha when they'd come through a couple of years ago. Oh, Okay. I'm going to Hamilton, yeah, this
1: week Tuesday night. So I'm ex- I've never seen it live. It's so one it's awesome. I've only seen the when it came out on Apple TV um Disney Plus. or Disney Plus, I guess, whatever. One of those <laughs> <gods> <laughs> of streaming services that I pay for. When it came out on Disney Plus, I I uh I saw it there, but I've never seen it live. So I'm excited about that uh coming up. But yeah, August is becoming like event month in Super Lincoln. Super
4: fairs going on. Super
1: fair? That's a good point. Super State fairs. fair gets underway going on. For another week. Yeah, yeah. Not in Lincoln, but is is getting going as well. Yeah, it's it's it, between like a few couple years ago is the Garth Brooks concert right here in, and the volleyball game too.
4: Yeah, that we're the, just we're, mean, we're just a few weeks throw out. Throw that and in that there really as well. Going. Yeah, yeah. By all, the way,
3: did you read that uh, uh, story uh, of John about John Cook in the? I Journal saw the Star. headline. I haven't yeah. read it about his <laughs> it, Wyoming camp. Yeah, his five acre ranch yes uh, no it's I, a good I, good article. I
1: know he likes to go out there. Yeah. I kind of want to go out there and see that place so. it looks really nice and
3: then of course, the biggest story of the day uh i and I'll have to defer to Caleb to uh, pull up the results of last week's KLM poll. oh no
2: Ooh, the old yeah. Cheney
3: versus old Cheney yeah uh,
1: I' did, pff, I know it was lopsided and i've I've so, said before I'm ninety not, 10. 90 to that's 10. how it finished ask me if I'm changing anything. Based on the based on the whims of public opinion. 90-10 saying it's pronounced Cheney, not Cheney. 90-10 pronouncing it correct.
4: Ch- Cheney. Cheney. Just,
3: just say what the poll is. So. Yeah. No, Cheney.
4: no, they're pronouncing it correctly.
3: <laughs> like I said, now I they've don't... They've got a definitive answer I on that. Live, we appreciate uh, everybody that participated. I
1: don't <laughs> live my life, like I said, based on the whims of public opinion. That's not how I do things you guys can live your life the way you did we have if
4: decided I, gubernatorial
1: races with this poll jack <laughs> if, if i if I believe and know something is right, I'm not gonna let what's popular change it. I don't kowtow to the <laughs> to the mob the pronunciation mob <laughs> uh and then by the way I, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later too but uh you know college football landscape is.
4: Yeah, completely all. Yeah, you guys talking about local news? I, it's kind of not a whole lot. I was just That's like, true. my weekend was busy trying to catch up on just everything this. implications, the who and the why and what's all happening. I'm where. booking my
1: trip to uh, booking my trip to Seattle.
4: Yeah, to see the Huskers okay. play. I, I got
3: I got a legit question on this. This all all of this conference realignment. What does it do to the other sports? Though? Have we, question. Those, have we considered those student-athletes and what they're going to be put through? Some
1: people say no, very much that they haven't. So I, I think it'll end up, there'll be football conferences and there'll be other sport conferences, in my opinion. I would think they would At have some to. point. At some point. But we'll see. Uh, all right, we'll take a break right now. Caleb's got more in sports at 625. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
0: Your home for intelligent conversation and informed analysis. They stick to the facts. 1,499-3-KLIN.
2: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my
5: sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform, supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the chit-ching.
0: <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through
5: the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.
0: A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects
1: us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. I right, 637 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. It's August 7th, 2023, 63 degrees in the Capital City. You guys looked at the extended... I mean, first of all, how good was this weekend? Again, the lack of... It was It was a little sticky out there at times. Uh, you know, my play-when-you-want-to golf game. It was a little hot when we got things started, but it could be it's way, way worse than that. The breeze wasn't too bad. It was super Saturday nice. afternoon, and then yesterday. Yesterday was just... Uh, cloud cover for throughout the most part of the day. I Guess there's a little times the sun poked poked out, but you know, even today high low 80s today, mid 80s tomorrow, low 80s, Wednesday might push 90 on Thursday and Friday, then back to mid or low 80s for the for the weekend as well. This is uh as as uh as bad as that like 5-day stretch was a couple of weeks ago when we hit the heat index uh high highest in Lincoln since 1980. We've really, in terms of temperatures, we really haven't had it very bad. In fact, we were having a really good so far in the month of August, and it's looking like at least the first half of August is going to be this way, too. So, again, good. not bad. I still I mean, I still can't believe I am at a point in August. I don't know if you guys are like this, too, but I am on a straight-up every-week rotation for mowing my lawn, which is just, <laughs> it is never the case in August. It is usually... I mean it is usually if you're not if you're not watering aggressively it's just a kind of a dust bin back there sometimes <laughs> in a lot of the areas of the lawn but that's just not the case this year still very green and um yeah, it's uh it's keeping me busy. So I was anyway.
4: able to get out and grill a few times over the weekend. It was yeah? nice. And, like I didn't make? have to just sit out there and sweat the whole time. Yeah.
1: What what'd you uh what'd you make? Anything good? We did
4: there were some good sales on, on chicken breast this weekend. Yeah. So we kind of stocked up on that. So did a little bit of chicken, did some brats and some burgers.
1: When you're doing straight up chicken breast, I gotta ask I make a ton of, of chicken breast, you know, just kinda I make it just a head to have during during the week because my son eats a ton of protein and i eat a lot of it, a lot of it too um like how do you how do you ma- how do you f- make chicken breast on the grill like do you do you f- fancy it up at all
4: well i let it sit in a marinade for a couple of hours uh, first
1: that help a lot yeah yeah
4: i like it because it just gives it this little subtle taste and know, then yeah. and then all i do there are times that i'll i'll throw a rub on it on the outside but on these because i i was trying out a new marinade with these all i did was as soon as they hit the grill I threw a little salt and pepper over the top, yeah. flipped it over, a little salt and pepper, and that was it.
1: Yeah. I've got, see, my family, whenever, first of all, I just, I mean, I eat a ton of chicken breast, but I'm usually mixing it up in a bowl or putting it on a salad or something like that. Like, just straight up a big hunk of chicken breast that you're eating with a fork and a knife is not a an exciting <laughs> I mean it's healthy and, right. it, but it's not it's hard for me to get excited about. My family always likes likes it when you they you like brush barbecue sauce on when you do it. I don't really care for that that yeah. much. I don't really like that, but they always they always kinda like that. But it's always it's under hard.
4: three dollars a pound.
1: Yeah, I hit one I hit one this that's interesting. I don't know if we're in the same place or not, but I hit uh someplace I found one ninety nine a pound. Ooh, there so, you go. And it wasn't even so the first thing you do when you see meat that cheap. You're like it's oh you, it's
4: done tomorrow. Yeah, right? you,
1: exactly. You look at the expiration date, but that wasn't the case uh at all. In fact, it went oddly long, to be honest, uh, that it that it went out. So yeah, that's always mm-hmm. that's always the concern. It's like, well, you're gonna get a great deal on this, but you have to have it at the grill in the next half hour. Yeah, <laughs> you
4: you have thirty minutes or this has spoiled. or this will self
1: destruct <laughs> at this point. But but yeah, one that was right around the range that I had, which is you know, is because you can pay as high as I mean, depending on what. If you get the the good brands, you can pay like six ninety nine a pound. I know for chicken breast.
4: Here's we got it's crazy. We got because we bought a couple of different pack. We got, bought a couple packages, so we would have got around six pounds of chicken breast yesterday for about fifteen dollars. Yeah, I'm like, man, two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> that didn't exist. Yeah, at
1: least four. Like three ninety nine is three ninety nine is sort of the it feels like maybe the flat level. Yeah. For at least fresh for unfrozen chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. But that's uh that's good. And then you can you can freeze it too if you're you're saving it. Well yeah, we, we well. fro
4: we froze one package, another one, besides grilling it, we took two of the big breasts, so it was like just over two pounds, and threw them into the crock pot. Yeah, so that we just shredded it, and then we just have chicken we use throughout the week for different things: salads, sandwiches. Nice. Uh,
1: Hey, real quick, I want to get it out there now because Caleb and I have already talked about it. We're in front of this thing. We are going to uh, request line Friday this week. We are going to do cover songs. So cover songs meaning uh, a song that is not by the original artist. It's a remake of a song. We did do this uh earlier over a year ago, a year plus ago, on Request Line Friday, there had been some people suggesting that we do but it. But it's again. a fun one. Yeah, it's a fun one. You can do a ton on it. I'm sure even if you had a song you requested, then you could request it again or you have you probably have another one that you would like to hear. And we love those we love those kind of deep cuts that you might not even know about for covers. Those are great I see I have a ton of these, so I'm glad we're I could do this for several weeks. Um, so we'll do that for request on Friday. So text in your favorite, or maybe just the one that you're going to be in the mood to hear on Friday, your favorite cover again, and a, a song that is done by someone who is not the original artist mm-hmm. of that song.
4: And sometimes we discover songs and we go, I didn't realize that was a cover.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm hoping we get. That's if you, if you think you got one of those, I'd encourage you to, to text that one in. So text them in starting now. Uh, 402 479 1400 with the song and the artist that you'd like to hear for the covers edition of Request Line Friday. And uh it seems like a little ways away now, but when Friday comes, we'll be playing those and having a good time getting ready for the weekend. Sound off time. Okay, what are we going to start with today? Um Yeah, I don't have any of the I don't have any of the uh indictment arraignment. <laughs> stuff today it's just a lot it's a lot let's let's talk about some of the other things that are going on how about this we'll start here the fight is going to happen no i'm not talking about crawford spence (laughs) Two. i am talking about apparently and it's hard to believe this is truly going to happen but they say it is elon musk versus mark zuckerberg steel cage match
4: why though
1: it sounds fake it sounds like but I think it might not be fake.
4: Musk announcing Sunday he plans to live stream his
1: highly anticipated fight with Mark Zuckerberg on his social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter. Musk posting that the Zuck versus Musk fight will be live streamed on X. The two tech billionaires have agreed to a cage match face-off in Vegas, and Musk says that all proceeds will go to charity for veterans. Musk says he's training for the fight by lifting weights, while Zuckerberg is trained in mixed martial arts. UFC president Dana White says the celebrity contest could be the biggest fight ever in the history of the world. Ted Lindner, Fox News. This is fake, right? This isn't actually there's some uh, the, the there's some shtick going on here or something. They're not really going to do this, are they? Like I can't Why? And I and and people will probably take offense to this, but like Zuckerberg has has been training doing this stuff for a long time too he's been in like tournaments martial arts tournaments mm-hmm. and stuff elon musk is like i've been bringing weights to work and lifting at work when i have a few minutes
4: <laughs> i just i don't uh, i don't get he, the desire is, to do this
1: is he slow playing that is he really like uh is he been really kind of been a gym rat for like six months, and he's ready to show that off. Maybe that's what it's going to be.
4: Could to show up, and you're like, "Oh my god, Elon he's is just shredded, jacked!" Like, it,
1: <laughs> I mean, you almost think he—that's the only reason he would—he would do something like this. But I don't know. Like, how bad is this going to be for either of them? But especially for Musk, if he goes in there and he gets just pounded, right? Yeah, like nobody wants. Nobody wants that. I mean people might want it out of but those guys don't want it. It hurts their brand, hurts their ego, all of those things. just I can't imagine this is actually happening. I don't believe it's actually happening it's so it's, there's something else something else is up with and this he, thing. Here,
4: here's the other weird thing though you go literally as we have it playing right now, you have Hamilton and you have the big rivalry on a national stage. And eventually it leads to a tool. And these guys are like, I don't know, steel cage match.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyway, so no date on that. So I'm still, I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. If it's actually going to happen. Just sounds uncomfortable to watch too.
4: Yeah, because. <laughs> like p- p- I mean, just people wa- who aren't
1: like pros fighting is a little, it's very ugly. We just watched it's
4: Crawford not- Spence.
1: Right. How are we going to watch this? It's going to look very, very different and not as good. Um, Anyway, what else do we have going on? Hey, this feels. This kind of feels gratifying. All those times that you're trying, you're you're busy doing something and your phone rings and it's like, hey, I'm getting a call from Broken Bow, Nebraska, or pick your random Nebraska town that you're getting a call from, and it's obviously a spoofed phone number because that's how they think nebraskans answer their phone is they, they you mean i don't know everybody sm- in naper <laughs> oh it's my friend from bridgeport i mean it's and that's how they do it anyway they got uh the one of the companies that are behind a lot of these that have been flagrant violators just got just got the book handed to them by Ooh. the fcc
6: the fcc issues a record 300 million dollar fine for robocalls what? targeting americans the fcc says a network violated federal spoofing laws by using more than a million different caller id numbers to try to hide where the call originated the network of companies made over five billion robocalls to more than 500 million phone numbers during three months in 2021 they're also accused of calling cell phone numbers on the national Do Not Call registry.
5: Tom Rigotti, Fox News.
1: So this was uh, one of these auto warranty scams. You know they. they so you pro- you very well could have gotten. I've definitely got some that are about auto warranties uh, in the past. The ringleaders of the operation, Roy Melvin Cox Jr. and Aaron Michael Jones, were repeat offenders under lifetime bans against making. Uh, for making telemarketing calls already. FCC directed all U.S.-based voice providers to stop carrying traffic linked with certain members in the enterprise. Um, And they say, as a result, illegal auto warranty robocalls dropped by 99%. And they're going to refer it to the Department of Justice if the parties don't pay the fine promptly. $300 million?
4: I'm going to guess they're not going to pay that promptly. What? I mean, I don't know how much money they were getting off of this. I don't know, but I'm going to guess the people who are running auto warranty scams don't have
1: three hundred million dollars liquid to just pay fines like probably this, is my my guess on this whole thing.
4: And what did it what did it cost to generate more than a million numbers to be running this? That's
1: a good question. I don't I don't know, um, but they made five billion robocalls to half a billion phone numbers over three months. I do feel like, do you feel like their robocalls are are down from where they were when they peaked maybe a year, a couple years ago?
4: Oh, mine are definitely down right now. Yeah, I, feel like I think like they're, some...
1: they're quite a bit. I'll still get, I bet, I'll, I bet I'm down to like one a week where I was at a point where I was probably at four
4: a day at some point. Oh, four a day minimum. Yeah. But I think some of that is the technology on the phone and being yes. able to basically have it scam have it, likely yeah scam yeah, likely it didn't
1: my phone just started doing that like a year or so ago if i if I, I do I, I
4: feel less popular though like my phone's no, not going i'm off just near fine as with much. it
1: i'm very <laughs> fine with not being all that popular uh so big news weekend it really was mainly friday um and throughout the course of Of last week, but the reaction has been pouring in. Discussions have been pouring in about the future of college sports now that some major Mm -hmm. realignment has happened. If you missed it, the Big Ten has grown by two again with the addition of Oregon and Washington and it has set off some real dominoes and some real discussions about the college sports world. Friday, Oregon and Washington made it official, both schools leaving the conference and accepting bids to join the Big 10 next season. And three other schools, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12 conference. Those defections will reduce the Pac-12 membership to just four schools going forward, Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon State. It will make the Big 12 a 16 team league in 2024 and the move will push the big 10 to 18 schools next year with usc and ucla previously announcing they would be leaving the pac-12 and joining the big 10 in 2024 with the pac-12 tv deal set to expire after this coming school year none of the schools leaving will have to pay an exit fee i'm eric messer smith fox news
4: so what you're seeing right now where the pac-12 is just decimated you got four schools and they don't know if they necessarily have homes this is what was anticipated more than a dozen years ago with the Big Twelve. Yeah, when you had the the flirtations of Texas and Oklahoma and, and maybe a few other schools going to the Pac twelve. Yes, and well, Colorado going out there, Missouri to the SEC, Nebraska to the Big Ten. You had this expectation that ultimately this was going to be the result for the Big Twelve, but they held on. The Texas and Oklahoma didn't leave, even though you still had some what I'll still call major losses with Colorado, Nebraska, and Missouri. And they were able to stay afloat. And then it ends up happening to the Pac-12, where once you saw a couple of premier schools leave in USC, UCLA, then everyone else started seeing those dollars aren't going to be there. We have to find somewhere.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I as as these conferences get bigger. Bigger and more geographically spread out, I think at some point it reverts back to more uh, more of a regional model. You have to organize regionally. Because yeah. so at some point, if you've got 20, 24-plus teams in a conference, you've only got, depending on your conference, right, 9, 10 game, conference games to play every single year. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna start to default to the ones that are closer to these teams and you're gonna geographically organize the schedule and, and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think it will kind of come back to that. Um you may not see Oregon and Oregon State playing anymore in a conference game, obviously. You won't you right. won't see that happen unless Oregon State ends up well, they're not gonna come to the pack uh to the Big Ten, but um but i think you're still going to have regional you're going to have regional games eventually that's not to say i think it's a good thing i th- i mean i think there's all kinds of problems with it and, and you know it really is it really is for better or worse a model that is these decisions are driven by maximizing tv revenue yes yeah i mean getting the most revenue and maybe that's the best for student athletes maybe not right <laughs> i well, mean if, it if benefits them can... in some ways but it's not going into their
4: pocket man if you can get the part where it's it's Football, and then also men's and women's basketball, because a lot of times with these media deals, that's some of the inventory for it. If you can get to where you have your conference that is bankrolling these universities between especially football, but also the men's and women's basketball and your other sports can be more regional. Because yeah. there, there's almost, there's no reason, yes. and that's the reason that I was talking about track and field, where it doesn't matter what your conference looks like, you're going to go to the meets that you can afford to go to regardless, and then you'll see someone at conference. Right,
1: right. And uh, like I said, I mean, the Pac-12 PAC should still exist, it seems like, for Olympic sports. A hundred percent. Which, by the way, they're very good. I mean, Stanford, for instance, is is great. Mm-hmm. At all the at, at all these other sports, Stanford has the largest so,
4: athletic department in the country. they
1: yeah, they they yeah they're first in the Directors Cup all the time. So anyway, uh, we'll see what's next or if we've kind of hit a pause for this season. But um, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what the end game is, but I think it'll start coming back toward. Even though they're big super conferences and a lot of money thrown around, I think eventually it'll get more localized mm-hmm. once again at some point. But you got to have some more dominoes fall before you actually get there as well. Uh, All Uh, we? are we done? You can get one more. more. Uh, We'll take a look at the uh, weekend box office. Is it still Barbie dominating uh, those ticket sales?
3: Barbie continues its reign at the box office, coming in first for the third consecutive weekend with $52 million in ticket sales domestically. The fantasy comedy directed by Greta Gerwig will earn more than a billion dollars globally.
0: Hey Barbie, can I come to your house tonight?
2: Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and planned choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. Meg 2, The Trench, debuts in second place with
3: $30 million in ticket sales at North American theaters. Oppenheimer continues to stay strong in its third weekend, pulling in $28.7 to land in third place, edging out newcomer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' Mutant Mayhem, which made $28 million in its opening week. Ann Carrick, Fox News. All right, there you go.
1: Six fifty six, take a break. Yo's Nell and K today with Jack and friends on KLIN.
2: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my
5: sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the jing.
0: <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the
5: roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on The Voice of Lincoln,
1: 1499.3
0: KLIN.
1: All right, seven ten. Welcome back. Sixty three degrees in the capital city. Earlier, uh, earlier in the show today, Caleb was uh, Caleb was uh, talking about his success finding really good deals on chicken this weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> and and grilling them up. And I got fascinated with his. I'm always oh, I'm always interested in in sort of uh, like the go to food hack that you've got like you're you're you were talking i don't know it's a food hack but like you're like you always marinate um when you do chicken breast you marinate if i
4: remember uh, like i try if you remember
1: yeah that's the thing is it worth doing if you can only do it for an hour i think it's I, still worth I, doing yeah what do you put it do you buy a pre-made marinade or do you make your own
4: I've done both. Yeah. I've done both. I yesterday was one that I just saw while I was shopping, and I was like, "That looks interesting. Let's right. let's give that a, let's give that a try."
1: I, I'm curious what people have that are like, because I feel like this is always it can always be helpful. But I'm curious what people have that is like kind of their go to. Like, what is your go to? You can make quickly but really good meal. Like, what is your house specialty when you make when you make food at your own home? I'm always curious what yeah. people because they've a they've perfected it it's it's uh it so it tastes really good mm-hmm. the family likes it you're 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 proud enough of it to make it repeatedly. What do you find yourself going back to over and over again <laughs> because we st- i mean it is still a challenge in uh in in our house to find something a that that everyone you know everyone likes. B. I've got a couple of food allergies that we're navigating in my house as well, um, and you know, and C. Time is always time is always a factor as well. Seasonality is a factor because I can go like you know, once October rolls around, I'm gonna I'm gonna do chili once every. I mean, that's a that's an easy go to. Mm-hmm. That's just a that's a house specialty that I go to as well. But yep. that's taken away. I don't. I just. I'm not gonna do that in July. I don't. I, I'm just not going to do it. It doesn't sound good, and I know in reality that's kind of stupid because I eat all the ingredients that are in Jil, in <laughs> chili for the most part. Still in in July and other dishes, but I'm just I'm not going to do it. So I'm curious what people's go to that go to thing is that just works because of the convenience, the price, the taste that maybe not everybody else you think goes to, and one of mine, and I've I've talked about it before. And this also, the marinade is really important on this. I still think if you are going to the right place, you can get ridiculously cheap pork tenderloin. That is st- like the not the huge ones, yeah. but like the little ones. Um, that that um, they're not huge, but you can find those. You can pay for one one of those. Sometimes they'll have two of them together in there, but you're paying sometimes 5 $6 for that whole thing mm-hmm. and marinate that thing. You can do it oven. You can do it. I've done an in instant pot before. You can do it on the grill kind of for a long time. And that is, and then you can just eat it. You can have it separate as meat or you can put it on like sliders or sandwiches as well. I think that is the most underused. I think it's the most underused meat generally Mm year-round um and so that's the type of thing that i'm wondering if people have like underused underused gems in the meal making world what what you have and then the other the other one for me is you were talking about chicken breast but like anything i can change out it's not you know it's not as low fat but anything i can change out chicken thighs and use chicken thighs for something right always same thing same thing
4: so I would I would, sa- I would say the 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 one thing because there are several things that we'll do where we're just like, man, what do you want to eat tonight? yeah and it's you just, don't you hate that kind like <laughs> and like you just want something that's quick the thing nobody that, and nobody has an opinion <laughs> well, and it's just like, okay, I know that I would want this right now. I don't know if she would necessarily want this right now or everyone else I'm just like on on along those lines, we just do um chicken and biscuit. When my wife comes Ooh. when my wife comes home from work, I have her stop by one of the stores and grab a rotisserie chicken. Ah. and we just make sure you've got some some Those chicken gravy. Also cheap. Yeah, chicken gravy and biscuits. And and, and then corn. So all it is is you can wow. do it you do it all on the stovetop while the gravy is is heating up, you just shred that uh shred that chicken with your hand, toss it into the gravy, biscuits get done, you just put it all in a bowl, put it all together, mix it all up. Nice, it's delicious. Sounds
1: like it'll stick to your ribs too. It,
4: it will, it, <laughs> it will. It, it's it's a little heavy, <laughs> but but it's good. Like it it'll fill you up. You'll have some leftovers for it. Yeah, okay. And, and, and that's super easy and super quick. Okay, okay. But uh, along the lines of something, I don't know if it's necessarily underutilized, but I also don't know how many people are doing burgers like this. Is I, I in my Traeger. Smoking them to where it's not just you go and you just hit it and it sears and it's on the grill and it's going to be done in just Do a few like minutes. You smoke burgers low and slow? Yeah. Can you taste it? Yeah. The smoke? It it might take it might be a uh, 40 minutes. Wow. It's nice because you'll go through and you smoke them and then you take them off, keep them in uh, keep them in a little tent of aluminum foil. And then, then you crank up the heat on everything, yeah. and then you get that and get a nice little sear on some stuff. Make sure it's all well all cooked the way you want it. But I make sure that that those those are my whiskey burgers. Those are my smoked whiskey burgers because they are sitting there in some Jack Daniels for a little bit before I even go put them on onto the Traeger. Nice,
1: nice. Okay, for me. So here's a, here's a little hack that I do a lot. Again, I don't know if hack is the right word, but um, like you'll be in the mood. At least I am uh, to do steak. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes and and but like I don't I feel like if I make steak I need to have like a steak, I need to have like steakhouse type sides <laughs> with the thing, right? I need a baked potato. Oh my I god need, My
4: uh, wife thinks we need to have like sides for everything. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm gonna eat these brats. And like so all I all I really
1: wanna make is the steak and so we've started to just have a go to and maybe people will think this is not a good way to do it, but I'll make a like huge hearty salad and put the steak into it. Every time. So yeah. hard boiled eggs, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, lettuce. For me, like green peppers, maybe cucumbers. Uh, sometimes put maybe corn, put corn in it too. Mm-hmm. Parmesan or another cheese or feta cheese that's mixed into it. And then, you know, if you want, you can either use, you know, have a dressing or you can just put like the this, this juice from the steak right. on there as well. <laughs> that's become a great go to. And it, like, I feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do the steakhouse side dish, but by the way, the way to make the, I know some people will do, if you do do a baked potato, have you done a baked potato on an air fryer yet?
4: Um, I haven't. My wife will do, and, and we just had these, had these the other day with the chicken is she'll chop up the potatoes and do them in the air fryer.
1: Okay. That's, I, I like to do that like part of the way through. Uh huh. Um, and then you cut it, you cut it, and you like have it open, mm-hmm. open faced after a while, and it'll crisp it up on that. That's the only way I want baked potatoes now, because they're so, like, so crispy on the outside. See, when you do I, I, that do, I, do
4: that with with the Traeger, where it gets where it gets smoky, but you do a whole lot, a whole lot of uh, of olive oil on the outside, yeah, that's a, and, yeah. and real big the salt that's like. <laughs> where it's like yeah, giant salt the chunks of it, yeah, so real it's, coarse. It's, so it's real coarse, and it's just this big salted and crusted on the outside Ooh, skin. Nice. And then you don't even have to eat the skin, but you can really taste everything yeah. you go through. It's so. That's good. what.
1: That's what I do the air That's what I get in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Where, and then, it, like you'll, if you open it up, like you were talking about, it'll get browned. The yep. white part will be browned on the top, and then so. it's still
4: soft once you get inside. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's yep. the stuff. There. That's my. New, that's my new thing to do with. With uh, I don't really love baked potatoes, but since I've been doing that, I'm more interested mm-hmm. in doing. It still takes a while. Yeah, it still takes a little while. Not as long, but it takes a little while.
4: Dealer Dave says my dinner go to is drink three glasses of wine first, then I don't really care what dinner tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> but you're very hungry. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's true. Miss Chris nice says shake and bake chicken breast in the oven. Ooh, I had to try that. Okay, I never think about
1: uh, every time we bust out. I have gotten so zoned in on the fact that if it's meat, it has to go on the grill, yeah like I need to I need to do better with that like I'll be going out in the dead of winter mm-hmm. even frequently <laughs> like I need to find I need to get more okay with throwing stuff in the oven or throwing stuff in instant pot or or air fr- or whatever yeah I'm still gotta- telling
4: you chicken parmesan. In the air fryer. Oh yeah, it's that was one so of yours. So good. I love that. I'm so just much. so
1: afraid that I'm not gonna get it cooked chicken cooked through in that thing. Meat thermometer. I uh, yeah, I suppose if you have that. Yeah. Or it's gonna dry, or it's gonna be super dried out.
4: Yeah, I mean that that's absolutely a concern. But yeah. I've never had for a chicken it. breast. Yeah, and I, I've only done it probably three, four times in the air fryer, and I previously I'd done it in the oven. Love it. Yeah, love it. I oh. I have to in the air fryer now. Here,
1: here's another one that another go to hack that I have. You get one of those uh, pork butt shoulders, a small one, one without the bone in, not the huge one in the bone, and again, I'm using my instant pressure cooker Instant Pot on this. You you sear it off, you cut it up, you sear it off, and then you just throw that baby into the pressure cooker for an hour and come back, do nothing. You come back, and you basically can take your little, uh, this tool that I have that tears things apart, looks like a pinwheel on the end, Uh, that thing and then you have pulled pork like that. And no it's not smoked. You can add liquid smoke in. No it's not smoked. But it is that is a huge go-to for me because mm-hmm. it is so easy. You can make a ton of it. Also weirdly cheap for the amount of like if you're if you're really on a budget with meat, there are ways to between like that going pulled pork like that, it's a lot of pork to yeah. be honest. Um the, you know, go thighs instead of, go, I mean, you get
4: drumsticks so cheap. The the amount of times that I have, like when you just get on a budget and you're like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Is it just going to be a whole bunch of PB&J? Am I going to, at the time when you could get the little Totino's pizzas for, for under a buck? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what am I going to do? The thing that has worked out the absolute best for me has been to do a bunch of pulled pork Yes, And a bunch of shredded chicken, and you just have them in a little topperware, and you can, my my wife likes to throw them on salads, but I'll go through, and I'll put some butter in a really small pan, heat that up, and then I'll just throw however much chicken I want, and I throw it on a sandwich.
1: Same same thing with pulled pork. Wait, you butter
4: it? You butter your chicken before you put it on a sandwich? I, I melt the butter. Yeah. And then I heat it up, and I don't use the microwave for it. I, oh, I got it's, you. Now sometimes I see
1: to warm it to, yeah. ki- to maybe crisp. Yeah, to just get a to warm crispy. it up, give I it a little you. bit of a
4: crisp, and it's really good, and it doesn't taste like it's dried, like sometimes you get when you reheat.
1: Yes, I do that sometimes in shredded chicken. I buy it, but I buy frozen chicken. Uh, like I'll buy the big bag of frozen mm-hmm. chicken. I, again, I'll do it in the pressure cooker. Yeah, um, and then just put a little chicken broth in the bottom and and do that. And yeah, you can make again. There, there are, I if if you're trying to be more efficient and mm-hmm. how far your dollar goes per ounce of meat that you're buying, yeah, that and again go go with the thighs instead of the oh, chicken breast sure. again. Plus they taste better too. All right, Howdy John apparently has something on the phone for us. Good morning, Howdy. What do you got?
6: Howdy, Howdy. 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 I just get a pork loin chop,
7: mm-hmm.
6: uh, do the wash, but instead of breading, you, you use ground up pork rind oh no. it's it, pork in two way. ways <laughs> it, 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 it was less
0: carbs yeah yeah uh, so it, it cooked real quick and then a quick uh frozen mushroom risotto from trader joe's Ooh. together
1: but Ooh. they're always good very oh, nice chef howdy very nice thank you john i appreciate it that's nice the okay. pork rinds, the pork rinds on the pork. When I was doing keto, I lived on pork rinds, yeah. lots of pork rinds. My family was really grossed <laughs> out by them, by it. but I was like, you wouldn't know it if I didn't tell you this was pork rinds, oh, you wouldn't right. know it was. It tastes like a, I mean, it tastes like a chip, basic kind of a yeah. misshapen chip, essentially, or like a wonton or something.
4: We, we couldn't tell what, uh, I forget which sister it was who didn't like it, but we couldn't tell them that we had... Because we'd go turkey hunting, we couldn't tell them that the fajitas that we had, that was it was turkey. Because she's like, I literally just saw it. And I was like, okay. But if we don't tell you what this is, you're right. going to eat it. You're just going to go, oh, it's fajitas. Right.
1: Right. Exactly.
4: Steve on the text line says they make uh, their own version of KFC bowls with popcorn, chicken in the air fryer, pouch potatoes, Ooh. can of corn, canned gravy, throw it out all together 15 minutes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. In the air fryer, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Dakota says the marinade that we started out the segment talking about said it's absolutely necessary and easy. It can be as simple as veggie oil, soy sauce, lemon juice, and add seasonings.
1: Yeah, yeah that's when I do pork tenderloin, I always do that. I'm not as good as it with with chicken, but I probably should be. That would probably help. That would help the situation with the drying out too. To those chicken breasts too. That's the thing with those.
4: A lot of text came in. People really, really enjoyed talking I, about. Some I food. figured
1: they might. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, cool. We'll get we'll get more into these a little bit later. I'm curious to see what everybody
5: has on this thing. Uh, all right. Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform, supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the ching.
0: Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof.
5: Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.
7: Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now, but I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is gonna be, right? Get pet essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Ten dollar minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
0: It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3
1: KLIN. All right, it is time to count them down. So, without any further ado, let's get things started with
3: number 5. Nebraska's champion of mountain lions has been watching all the fuss and fascination in the media over one of the mountain lions making its way in southwest Omaha. I've seen it three or four times. Former state senator Ernie Chambers, who during his 46 years in the legislature tried to outlaw the hunting of mountain lions and was also instrumental in getting the mountain lion license plate put together said it's times like this, he wishes he was still in office. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's
1: interesting. This is the time. This yeah, is Of all the time, you know, after having spent the vast majority of the last multiple decades in office and, like, seeing things going on in the state that you don't have the ability to get involved in in the way that you used to. And I'm sure other things come up, but this is the one. This is the one who's like, I wish I could wield some
3: influence here on how they... On how they deal with this single mountain lion. Uh, I mean, the legislature can't get their things through there in a ninety-day session. How would he handle a three sightings in a week in Omaha?
1: Basically, he told the Nebraska Examiner. He basically said he wants to make sure that they don't that they don't kill the mountain lion. Even though I think they've said that if they see it, that's going to be the policy. Um, and and he's got some people who are saying the same thing, and then you've got some people who are worried about their their pets and maybe themselves too as well but I forget man yeah I don't were you around were you around that legislative session when it felt like so this year just shows you how much the legislature has changed (laughs) you know this year it was a very serious culture war topics but there was a legislative session not that long ago uh, probably eight nine years ago where it was
3: a lot of mountain lion talk yeah, I remember. A lot of <laughs> I, I wasn't doing news at that time, but I was uh, watching. Uh, I, I, was, it was I was. That
1: was when I was doing the show with Dave, and Dave and I we <laughs> we really got into a lot of mountain lion talk, and uh, Did it, you it was a bit. It was a it was a it was a bigger topic than it felt like it really was in the state. And I remember I kept saying I'm like, I don't think you know in Lincoln this is something that I'm really going to ever encounter. Well, maybe nine years later. Now that we've got the Mystery Mountain Lion roaming around Omaha, maybe I should have been more interested
3: in this whole thing. It would be interesting to see if they're tracking, you know, if they're able to track any of these big cats. Uh, you know, if they mark them or, or get I'm
1: them. I'm sure they do. I, I, I would guess that they do, but I don't know. I'm always, I also am still a. That was really sort of the beginning of the specialty license plate boom in Nebraska as well. Yes. Like, yeah. I always. What, are, are all the A lot of people have those mountain lion license plates. Are they really that passionate about mountain lions, or did they just want a specialty license plate? Is what I always wonder. I and in the Nebraska Examiner, they show Chambers, and he's got one. And it's not only a specialized mountain lion plate. He's got, like, a vanity plate on it where it says, like, C-O-U-G-R or something like that. It says Cougar on it. I said earlier in the show, I was like, I guarantee people pull up behind that car and... That's not what they expect to
3: be. That's not who they expect Caleb, to be. Caleb, Caleb had that one nailed. Yeah. <laughs> Boxy lady.
1: Actually, whoever, I don't know. I want to shout out whoever has the, got the Mountain Lion license plate. I don't know if this is still going around, but there's one where they got the Mountain Lion license plate right after they came out and they just put the personalization on it. It just says R-A-W-W-W-R or something
3: <laughs> like that. It says raw uh, so that's pretty. All, all I can tell you is I, that they can be pretty, uh, pretty mean. Well, that's,
1: I mean that it's part of what it's part of what the discussion is about Omaha. Chambers was saying, look, if this if this thing wanted to attack, it would have attacked already. But you've got people in Omaha who are obviously worried about
3: not necessarily various that. I mean, if they get hungry and or feel threatened, uh, you know, and there yeah. are some stupid humans that would go out. Oh, nice kitty. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's it's been it's been since middle of the last week since they've had a sighting, where it popped up on someone's camera or something. It is fascinating though. Now that I've got, I know you've got cameras outside of your house. Do you capture a lot of animal visuals no, with the cameras no, outside I've, your I've,
3: house? I've got it pretty well narrowed in. To just, I, the I little, do too. The we alco-
1: just, we've got one that's right on our side. You know, our I live in a corner, so I call it the side entrance of the house. But it's the one that a lot of people go to when they come into our door. Man, I catch this same neighborhood cat constantly over there. I've caught—I've not caught—I've seen foxes. I've seen—I've seen a coyote there walk by that thing several times as well. Um, I get everything. I see what time my son came home. <laughs> Just tell him to watch out for all the animals that tend to congregate there. In the yeah. middle of the night the, when he the, comes the, in that door.
4: The petting zoo you guys just have <laughs> hanging out in your neighborhood. Oh, that cat, man. I don't even know where it is. I never see it during
1: the day. <laughs> I never see it during the I've never seen it at our house. And once every two or three nights it shows up on, on the cameras like laying right by our house. It's uh it's an interesting deal. All right, moving on.
3: Number four. Football markets, brand power all leading the way with conference realignment. Feels like another major shift this past week. Arizona, Arizona state, Utah, Oregon and Washington all leaving the pack. Well,
1: Caleb, where are you on the panic o-meter about this whole situation? I'm curious. I've heard a lot oh, of different man. perspectives and I've talked a, a lot about this. Some people are just some people are furious, upset, sad. And then you've got some people who are saying, "Hey, eh, this has been going on. This was inevitable. It's not going to be that bad. It's kind of going to be the same." Where do you put yourself in that spectrum?
4: I'm resigned to the acceptance that this is what it is. You, we, we had seen this happening, and maybe some of it depends on where you're at generationally. What co- what collegiate landscape you grew up watching. For me, I got to college, and at that point, Nebraska was leaving the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I, the, the very formative time in my life where I was watching college realignment happen, and it was just like, this is a thing that's, that you're going to continue to see happen. You saw the birth of the American here in the last decade. You saw in the 90s, where I was very, very young, the Big 8 merged with some of the Southwest Conference teams into the Big 12. You saw a lot of independents stop being independent around that time. So, I think it might depend a little bit on where you are generationally. For me, I can see where so many of the downfalls are going to be. at, At my age, at 32, I can see where so many of those downfalls are going to impact the programs. They'll impact football, for sure. And in basketball, in, in, in its own ways. But for so many of the other programs, there will be some giant impacts for the softball program, for soccer. Some other ones, like your golf and your tennis and your track and field, most likely not so much because they'll be able to compete more regionally anyway. There, there's not as much of an emphasis on taking on all of your conference foes as much as it is, as much as it is getting you ready for what is ultimately conference tournament and postseason but man there's there's just something about the direction that this is going that I just want to skip the next 15 years of whatever these growing pains are and get to the part where it's all, all realigned regionally even if it's under the power 2 power 3 whatever it is because at, at no point when I was going through high school was it just like oh a conference is legitimately going to die and let alone one of the big ones. My big from a just from
1: a fan football watching perspective, the biggest thing I don't want is have F Division One A, I still call it, but yeah. FBS be separated into two leagues. Mm-hmm. Not and I don't mean two conferences, I mean two succinct leagues, as in the power the power guys, the power what used to be the power five and yeah. then the group of five or the smaller conference schools, like there, that's a scenario I, I really don't want. I still want these smaller schools to play the the big boys mm-hmm. in there, right? I want a Louisiana Tech to play Nebraska, mm-hmm. right? I want a, a Northern Illinois to to play Nebraska. Not that's not that's necess- that's not a great example because I don't necessarily want that as a Nebraska fan. But I want to see a, you know an Appalachian State beat Michigan, right? Yeah. I want to see those those sorts of games and have those sorts of games be going on. On the schedule, I don't want to limit. I hope not to limit college football, the top level of college football, to seventy teams mm-hmm. instead of a hundred, whatever it is now, hundred thirty, yeah, or something like that. To me, just as a fan watching it, I'm less concerned about. I'm I'm less concerned as a f- watching fan about uh, about necessarily some of the mat the historic they say historic matchups we I mean look we kind of got over it with Texas and Texas A&M not playing right yeah like I don't it's not like I go into a season I'm like man I feel empty because Texas and Texas A&M aren't playing
4: well you could even so go- I don't
1: think I'm gonna feel that way in the later about Oregon and Oregon State even though I get it why if you're a fan of those schools and I think Oregon State Washington State camp Stanford Cal they all got put in a terrible position and so I, I feel bad for them but just from the perspective of as a college football watching fan, mm-hmm. that hasn't really ruined my experience in the past.
4: Well, you can go back further when you look at the historic matchups, and Nebraska was able to play them the last couple of years, but ah. Nebraska leaving the Big 12 isn't, what, isn't when Nebraska-Oklahoma stopped playing annually. Right. It was when you went to the Big 12 right. out of the Big 8. So there there were always changes, right. even if they were just little by little, and you could still play some of those games. That's all just on the, on the football side because it does look like you're going to. There, there's a real chance that the Big Ten is going to go to 10 conference games right. instead of nine. Limit the amount of non-conference games that you can get. How long is Iowa, Iowa State even going to be feasible right. for our friends just to the east? The, yeah, that's the thing is those have been... I don't necessarily think it's a. I'm. I'm not glad the Pac-12
1: went away. I don't. In fact, I prefer. I wish it hadn't. But in terms of losing certain matchups, that's been happening, like you said. For, yeah. I mean, you can go through tons of those where that's happened. Where historic West Virginia Pitt, for instance, mm-hmm. right? I think they played that last year as a non-conference game, but that used to be one in the in the Big yeah. East. That turned into SMU TCU used to be a big conference rivalry. There's there's scads of these.
4: Now here here is because there is going to be a lot, what feels like a lot of darkness hanging over hanging over all of the conference realignment something that I will point out as a positive it is fun when you get to see different people it is fun when you get to see different teams that's the that's the thing that makes the non conference games where nebraska you get a you're going to play Colorado this year. Yeah. Or you're going to play some of those those group of five teams. Or a few years ago, like you got to play Miami. you got to play Oregon. You're going to see some of these. That's what makes the non-conference and the bowl game so fun. You'll just see that a little bit more often now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll ever see a rematch of University of Okaboji against Old Cheney State.
4: I do. Probably only in a non-conference game. <laughs> only if you can call up, uh, what is it, Suwanee? Yeah, one. Swanny, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on.
3: Number three. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg said yesterday he was ready for the fight against ex CEO Elon Musk. He said, quote, I'm ready today. I suggested August 26 when Musk first challenged, but he hasn't confirmed, end quote. They also went on to say he's not holding his breath. Musk says it's happening. But, uh,
1: Zuckerberg says he's not holding his breath for it to happen.
3: I heard it was pay per view, could be.
1: I'm sure it'll be. And they said they were raising money for veterans charities is what Musk said on this thing. I, They're not really doing this. They are 100%. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong on this because what a weird spectacle it would be. Um, and they would get tons of people watching it if it happened. Which they probably realize, But somebody's going to come out of it probably Musk, let's be honest, probably Musk, would come out of it just being humiliated
3: in this thing.
4: Oh yeah, someone is going to be very, very embarrassed.
3: Yeah. Well, Musk is lifting weights, he said, but Zuckerberg is what, martial arts? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, I think
1: he's trained a lot more in in this stuff than has Musk, and he's younger, he's pretty significantly younger than him, isn't he? What are their ages now? Uh,
4: Now, let's
3: see. Zuckerberg's 39
4: elon's 52. okay yeah 52 I didn't know he was that old huh
3: and this is a mixed martial arts cage match
1: <laughs> again they will get I mean it's gonna be like a car crash everybody's gonna want to <laughs> crane their neck and see what's happening but I just don't I don't think they're actually gonna go through it demolition
3: this. derby type thing right
1: but Zuckerberg says I guess they they both say it's happening right now August 26th, that's the day that uh, he was talking about
3: week zero of the college football season incidentally, if you're wondering. Too bad they didn't have it actually the uh, opening match for uh, Volleyball Day in Nebraska. It just feels like one of the... Bring it in! Bring, get it in here, Trev! It's a little right
1: before, uh, we got Scotty McCreary and we got Musk and Zuckerberg fighting in a cage. Be
4: amazing, you want 90,000 to stick around.
1: <laughs> they were talking about it doing the Colosseum in Rome originally,
3: they and yeah, the Colosseum apparently the, the Colosseum offered
1: it. Yeah, they were apparently the director of culture or whatever that they've got in Italy. They talked a lot about that when we were there.
4: Yeah, they were apparently open to something like that. So, apparently, yeah, but once you get in there, it's a fight to the death.
3: Yeah, that's true. Well, no, it's just you know, take a few mountain lions over there, and whoever loses gets dropped into the den of lions. Jeez. All right, moving on. Number two, this ought to be interesting. Chick Fil A gearing up to unveil a futuristic, innovative restaurant design, especially at its big city Atlanta, New York City locations. New design is a four lane drive through positioned beneath the kitchen, and hopes to streamline the operations and improve efficiency. So, is it go? Is it underground under
1: the restaurant? Am I? Uh, understanding my guess is this? that
3: the the. Uh, kitchen and everything would be built up above and so you'd drive oh i see so it's like a tunnel
1: yeah more like a tunnel i was picturing this originally as like it goes underground it was like an underground tunnel no i don't think so but instead four lanes with a kitchen above i think mcdonald's had a location like this uh they opened a while
3: back where it was the same concept where it was a what exactly is the benefit of that do we think just a uh, alleviate the long lines, the drive-through Cause lines. Because it's got,
1: because f- it's got four lanes, and you just know don't need the space. Right, to put the kitchen there. You put it in the right. air, and it gets opens up space for a lane, man. Exactly, man. I don't, I don't know.
3: They do a pretty good job of running people through there.
1: They do, they do. But I feel like four lanes, and somebody's orders getting screwed up, isn't it? I don't know. You know, they're pretty. Although, yeah, they do, uh, they, some of these places now they do a pretty good job at. At uh, being incredibly, uh, the drive-through efficiency
3: for a lot of places has really improved over the years. And Summit really, really and Summit bad. has not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's. And, and the the, one, the other thing they're adding in the big cities is a walk-up window.
1: Oh yeah. Well, if you it's a, if it's an area where you people don't have cars necessarily, that right. makes a lot of New sense. York things yeah. like that. So. All right. Let's finish it off with uh,
3: number one. We're gonna We get a little bit more uh-uh. from the text line, Mark. Alright, you guys were talking food hacks. Yeah. Uh, so what are the best hacks so far? We
1: well, got yeah, yeah, we got a lot of text here that I just wanted a chance to to fit in. Um,
4: here's a really, really good one okay. came in from Mexi Fry that now makes me want an Instapot. Uh says Instapot pork carnitas. Cut into two inch chunks, marinate and taco seasoning, brown in the Instapot, one cup beef broth, one hour in the Instapot, shred when done, you got tacos.
1: Interesting. I wonder if he pressure cooks it or he slow cooks it. Man, that just if he's if he's uh, doing, doing it
3: first. chunks, you'd probably slow.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, maybe because we, when I do when I do pulled pork, I pressure cook it for a full hour. Mm-hmm. It takes that long because they're big, big chunks yeah. to do that one.
4: Scott not Jeff said one of his favorite kitchen hacks: put an unopened can of sweetened condensed milk inside a crock pot full of water, low heat for four hours. I will never buy Smucker's caramel ice cream for. Smucker's caramel syrup for my ice cream. Oh, as again. an ice cream topping? Yeah. He turns it into an ice cream topping. Yeah.
1: But it's just uh, it's um, it's this, it's the milk, unopened huh? it's can not...
4: of sweetened condensed milk. Interesting. Interesting. It caramelizes it a little bit. Yeah. Oh,
3: I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But you'd have to have it surrounded in water, or it would... yep, yep. That's what he said. Crock pot full of water. See, this is great. Caleb and I are talking about. We
1: need. I don't know if churches put out uh, recipe books anymore. That used to always be a thing when I was growing up. The annual church recipe book. We maybe need a... Uh, KLIN cookbook. KLIN. KLIN cookbook. Uh, Although, probably should just do it in PDF and mail it out to people.
3: No, because... Well, let's just do an electronic version. Yeah, there we go. Maybe that's it. Because we have a lot
1: of good ideas in this whole thing. So,
3: Well, the, think of the submissions we could get. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We already we we already got it. The, the text the text line cookbook.
3: Oh, from the KLIN
1: texters. <laughs> that'd be would be pretty good. All right, it's 755. We'll take a break. It is LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you are thinking Huskers making
0: the catch of the 10, five, that is a touchdown! Nebraska Think 1499-3. KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and 0, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. I start walking your way, you start mine. We meet in the middle.
1: I'm curious what our guests go to is since we started talking about your go-to, your your specialty, the thing you probably make more than other people do to eat uh, uh, or you might be particularly good at. And it's always interesting when you've got young kids, right, as you can attest to, Caleb. As well.
4: Tim Haruza's probably out. got something bohemian from Tim, from up there in Oregon.
1: Well like Tim, what do you what do you find? You you and your wife obviously very busy, little kids, of course. Like, do you guys what's what's the go to in the Haruza household, uh, for you know, hey, that is actually pretty good. Other than just microwaving oh, chicken
7: nuggets. Right now, Jack, honestly it is chicken nuggets <laughs> and mac and cheese. Like oh, I know. You know, we get we get wild and throw some like real pasta in and do some spaghetti Ooh. for the adults. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Adult pasta, Ooh. spaghetti with meat sauce. Oh arms. man,
1: Ooh. little kids are the best. That's, that's
7: actually interesting. Honestly, like I don't know. It's usually a pasta dish. If if we're getting pretty wild, it's like um, I do a little bit of pasta and chicken, and yeah, it's not. <laughs> It, it, children have definitely changed the Man. way we eat around. <laughs>
1: it's interesting too because of of uh, you know you always kind of worry you're going to bring up kids with like super like that are super picky eaters. Somehow we brought up one that was and one that wasn't in this whole thing. I've got one that is still very focused on uh, on those kind of the childhood staples. And then and then another that is not really like that at all. So I guess it, it depends on the kid as much as it depends on the parenting, so it takes pressure off I was a little a bit, very, I, guess.
7: I was a very picky eater, so I have oh, been like always worried that we were going to have picky eaters, right? Yeah. I we kinda have one that's a little more picky and one that's not, but they also like they have like their favorite things and that's that is what they eat. But they're not the same and that's Probably more frustrated than anything. But I grew out of my picky eating. I've gotten a lot. Did I've, you? Like I grew out of it. I when? Eat. Like, when there's still some things I just don't do, but like what at what that, age uh, did you
1: grow out of it? College. College. Okay. Yeah.
7: College. Like you're talking to a kid that like until college I didn't eat Chinese food. Like I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to like a Chinese restaurant and ordered. Like American Chinese food. I wouldn't have done that. Like wouldn't have gone to Panda Express until college. So. I'm amazed how many people have stories
1: like that. That's
7: not a taco jack? Yeah, that they're no like way. they're like
1: I never had I never had like certain completely normal things until I was much older. Like Chinese food's a good a good I didn't example. eat my first salad till I was twenty eight. Stop. Are you serious?
4: <laughs> no, for real. You didn't have a salad? Summer of twenty nineteen. <laughs> I just, nope, nope. If, 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 if it is, yeah, if it's leafy, it does, it, it can go on a burger. You want, you want my onions? You want my tomatoes? It can go on a burger. Right. It can go in a taco. All
1: right. Yeah. Like, uh, there's all. it's always, there are always those certain momentous things like you've passed, like you've passed the level, right? Like a lower level would be, yes, like American Chinese food. A higher level would be some sort of a seafood level, right? Have you passed the seafood level yet, Tim?
7: Uh, see I've tried. I have tried. I have tried seafood. I've tried all types of seafood in different settings. I do not. That is one that I still just. got not. Fish. Fish don't breathe air. Let's leave them in the water where they <laughs> where they deserve to be. Uh, no, I'm not a fish person. That's nope. that's like
1: with me because there are foods a lot. Of, there are some foods that you want to like, right? Because you you but you can't. You know, maybe fish because it's. Just for social reasons, and you know because it is healthy. Um, but like for me, I have always tried so hard to understand the excitement about sushi, and no, and, and I'll get renewed about every year to try it, and then I'll get there and I'll try it, and I'll just be. And it's not even that I'm prude about it being raw fish. It's just I'm like that's not. It's just not tasty. Really, is the thing, and pe- people go nuts about it. They go berserk yep, yep. about it. I, I can't figure
7: it out. It drives me crazy. <laughs> no, we just had sushi on Friday night, and I did, I, I ate every other option but the sushi. It's not my thing. So, I, don't I don't
1: know. All right. Well, enjoy the enjoy the nuggets and enjoy easy the mac and cheese. Easy mac. Yeah, mac and cheese. By the way, yeah, easy macs. I'm glad those came out before I had kids. That was a huge. Instead of having to boil the water on the on the stove top, just be able to throw that cup in the microwave. <laughs> Holy cow. That was a game changer.
7: Definitely a lot faster. That was without a question
1: game changer. And that little powder that's in there, who knows what that is, but makes it good.
7: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stabilizer. I don't even know what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> stabilizer.
1: I don't want to eat anything called a stabilizer. <laughs> do not drain the cup. We need it. The powder has to <laughs> be there. Oh, the by the way, they're don't like... Also, did you ever notice the directions are like very demanding in terms of how exact you are with the water amount as well? Like, you can't be a milliliter over that thing, or I don't know what it's going to do, but...
7: No... <laughs> it boils over. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess
1: you're right. You're right.
7: Uh, all right. You got a so... mess you
1: I'm curious uh so there was a hearing like kind of a I you don't know a rare sort of high profile hearing uh with the legislature last week regarding education and and you know regarding a lot of the stuff that we've come to expect in in terms of the debate about education in in the state i guess I guess my question for you about it, Tim is is this? Is this foreshadowing any specific battles in the legislative session next year, some specific policies, or is it still too early to kind of forecast exactly what that is going to be?
7: Well, I think it's a little early to tell you what 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 might come out, right? What specific policies might come out. I think that the hearing itself, the fact that it was held, so Jack, it's that, that hearing was scheduled July, what, 31? Um, that is one of the earlier hearings that I think I remember or recall since I've been around. Most of these types of interim hearings that happen end up, happen in the fall, right? You'll see more of them get scheduled here as we head into September, October, where they pick a Friday afternoon. They do three or four hearings that the committee is interested in or that a senator is very interested in. They want to get some publicity for and some attention to. To schedule a hearing in late July, early August, um, that's a pretty strong signal that this is a topic that enough people care about, enough legislators care about, um, enough constituents care about it or that they're hearing from care about, that they wanted to kind of single it out, highlight it, and then sort of bring some ideas to the forefront. That's usually how these things are used. That, to me, is an indicator that, yes, something's going to come out of it. What comes out of it? I don't know, man. Um, there's, there have been bills introduced in the last year, um, like still sitting sort of on file or you on general file or in committee that deal with some of these topics that came up at the hearing, the CRT, the um, it's, I think it's more, more commonly referred to, I guess, is like parent transparency or curriculum, transparency, parent involvement. Uh, there was, a, a big bill introduced, two big bills, I guess, introduced by Senator Sanders, and Senator Merman last year. Um, to kind of deal with that. How much say do parents get on curriculum and how, how often can they like ask for information and those sorts of things. Right. And it, it's sort of a tug of war about what the right balance is in terms of parent engagement and, and not necessarily engagement. I mean, parents should know what's being taught in schools. There's no question about that. Um, but like, just how much and how much of a burden that can be on a school district or on teachers um, can can get out of you know out of hand if you don't have some reasonable limits. So some of these topics aren't new. I think the your question of do I know what specific policy is going to get introduced, and what one's going to have kind of the legs to get through the session, I have no idea. Yeah. There was um, there's a broad array of ideas from constituents and from other or from testifiers and the different things, the um, comments from senators and those sorts of things that, you know, it could come, it could go any direction um, over the next several months. And, and at the end of the day, Jack, it all comes down to who's going to prioritize it, who's going to make it their focus, and how many votes do they have? Yeah.
1: I mean, on some of these things, it feels like you don't even get down to policy because there's just so much disagreement. There's no, like, agreed-upon set of facts that, in terms of what's exactly happening in schools or not happening. Right. <laughs> well, I think
7: that it, that seems to be the real sticking point for a lot of these conversations. And, you know, I sat down with several senators and had conversations about it. Um, I think the real question and even they will tell you sometimes like, well, I hear this is happening yeah. or I've heard about this. And then you try to run that down. <laughs> or, right. You know, you an administrator, you know, a senator tries to run it down and that calls the administration and asks. And you get, a pretty, you get a very plausible and reasonable explanation for what the story is and why it's – and the fact that the story is – it's a game of telephone, right? I heard so-and-so had this happen at their school, and at the end of the day, that's not – that's not almost – that's almost not always – it's almost always not exactly what happens, right? There's a lot more nuance. There's a lot more details that have just been flushed out of the telephone game. And so some of that makes it really difficult because folks approach the issue and the question of what's going on in schools and how we address them, with different facts, right, and it's not necessarily untrue facts, but it's, you may be missing the missing the whole. You may be missing the entire picture. Here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw it, we saw it play out sort of on the legislative floor yeah. a couple years ago with the litter boxes situation, and I get three or four school districts that were specifically named in that situation who came came forward and had plausible, reasonable explanations, and c- could you know candidly say bad never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and so I, it's just really hard when you just when you hear these sort of outrageous examples of what's happening in schools, what book was found on the shelf or wasn't found on the shelf, um and then the way that gets translated and and yeah. then spread it's it just really, hard it forces people to start from a different premise yes and and, and of course, if those things are true, yeah, that is a, yeah. that is you should be incensed if that's true, yes <laughs> right to yeah. a certain extent. but you should also like pause for a second and think, is this something that really Probably happens in a you know controlled right. educational environment, yeah, and it's, fact check it
1: It makes it hard to have a policy policy discussion when you're not working from the same facts um Definitely. I, I think is the yeah you know, the main point there um Okay, real quick got a couple of minutes left you know since there's not a ton you know there was a there was a hearing but there's not a ton it's not a real um heavy news portion of the year for some of the political issues that we talk about i'm curious what you uh i'm curious what you think about i I know you've been you know somewhat involved and interested in in just university leadership in general and and you did some of that stuff over at unk um and this is a different deal than that but Sort of curious how you see what's unfolding with college sports and especially the the football and the media rights controlling so much that you're having these old conferences essentially dissolve. You've got some people who are sort of panicking, uh, I don't know, panicking, doomsdaying the entire thing and, and really upset. You've got other people who say, hey, this is inevitable. It's going to kind of go back to what it used to be eventually. What do you what do you think this says about the the future is it significantly going to change everything we know about college football especially or is this just kind of a step in, step along the road similar to what we've been taking for the last 20 years
7: It is definitely the next step in the next evolution in football is the king and money is the driver of college athletics I mean we are we are well past we have totally jumped the shark in terms of any facade that college athletics is not minor league professional sports anymore, at least in the highest levels in college football and then some of the other top, top tier sports. Right. So, um, there's no question anymore that payers are going to get their players are going to get paid and that schools, whether they're paying them directly or not, are absolutely facilitating that it's the next evolution in next step in the evolution and development there. I'll say this, like, I know there's a lot, I am inclined, Jack, to be like, look, educational institutions are for education first. They're called extracurriculars for a reason. Um, I'm also a realist in that the money is just too big to let it go. People love college football way too much. Um, College basketball, uh, sports are just too big of a deal to not try to maximize (laughs) the value that you can get back from those sorts of things. As long as, as long as those, as long as the sport is being viewed through the lens of continuing to elevate the institution and giving people educational opportunities and some of that money or a lot of that money, <laughs> more of that money continues to flow into the academic purpose of the institution, I'm all for it. Um, and I don't think there's any, any stopping it. I do think that there's a lot of concerns being expressed now about what it means for kind of your smaller schools or your lower tier schools mm-hmm. that aren't. Presently, members of the Big Ten and the SEC and some of these other conferences that will survive kind of this reorganization. Um, and, and here's like that is just going, it's going to change the sport. There's going to be a, you're going to add a third tier, right? There's going to be the people yeah. who are playing for the playoffs and there's going to be people who are just playing football to play football and it's going to be less money in those areas and more money in the bigger areas. At the end of the day, Jack, I am just glad that Harvey Perlman <laughs> has the guts to put us in position and the foresight to move us to the Big Ten when he did. Um, Otherwise, like, you know, Nebraska in 2023, after the history that we've had over the last couple of years, and maybe had we stayed in the Big 12, you know, who knows competition and how that all plays out and how a program develops in a different place. But Nebraska in 2023 is, you know, I don't even know if we're in the Washington State (laughs) category in terms of what we bring to the table in terms, you know, Viewers in Nebraska, our media market's not large. The Omaha media market is not huge. The, um, I don't know how. Our fan base is huge and travels and is very well respected, but I don't know how it translates to media right now. Yeah. It'd definitely <laughs> be a different deal. Selling a program. Yeah, It'd be a very but different calculus. Perlman and Tom
1: Osborne, both of them. So, yeah, on, on that whole thing. All right. Hey, good to talk to you, Tim. Uh, enjoy the chicken nuggets, and we will talk to you next week. All right. <laughs> All right, Jack. Tim, take care. Tim Russo, summer friend Tim Russo. 826, take a break. Got to check sports. Coming up next on KLIN. Join the conversation and stay in the know.
0: We need to prevent gun violence like the shootings in Texas. KLIN, Lincoln. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3
1: KLIN. All right. 66 six degrees in the capital city on this Monday morning and 24 days away from Nebraska football getting started right in the a mix of a lot of stuff going on right now with not only the team, their preparations, hearing from the coaches and the players, obviously the entire college football landscape, having these things that we've been talking about, changing uh, right in front of our eyes, and uh, Mike Schaefer is here to uh, talk to us about all of them. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing today?
6: I am doing well. I'm doing well. We're in the second week of uh, football camp here. First day of high school football practice. Ooh. We're officially officially into the football season, and uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a big like fast forward time person. But it's going to be a long couple of weeks until we get to that Minnesota game. Yeah, like, I'm ready for it now. I, I don't.
1: I know. I know.
6: Yeah, I, I. I don't want to wait. I don't want to. I don't want to have to, to go through fall camp and then you know Nebraska's got to work through it where they don't have any injuries. But, you know all the other news that can come out of it. Like I, I'm just ready to start it now. Let's I'm, just move it up a few weeks. Let's just get this thing going. Do you know what I'm ready to get
1: started on? The picks. The picks in the tailgate show. And okay. my reclamation project this year, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna start fast this year. I'm more, I'm putting both of you on notice. You gonna not get okay. last? Start fast, finish stronger.
4: Okay. Yeah.
6: Are you uh, are are you gonna do a better job with your upset picks? Because I feel like that's normally where you get killed. That's
1: my specialty, really. <laughs> over, over the years, last year was a blip. Last year was a blip. Listen, I got a long, I got a long history in this thing of a lot of success. So. Doubt me at your own risk uh, is is what I would say. So I'm very all excited right. about that. Very excited about that. I probably I'm not as confident in my ability to put together our uh, helmet sticker team <laughs> like I did last year. I had some you were, problems. Like, all time bad. I was I had a ba- <laughs> which it it is interesting. Uh, Mike, because it does just go to show you you know, the like and for those who don't know, during the Friday Husker Tailgate we give out helmet stickers after each game and at the beginning of the year we have a kind of a, a draft in who we think is gonna win the most helmet stickers we We get in these same talking points about the college football season, whether it's within the roster of the Nebraska football team or whether it's in the conference and the order of the teams or the nation as a whole and like we'll repeat the same things over and over again for the most part, and usually, about three weeks into the season, we find out that several of the things that we were saying for six weeks. We're just completely wrong, and not, not even not even close to right. And I kind of forget that every single year. We ex- yeah. like we, we think we know that the order in the Big Ten West or East or or the like you said the roster. We there's things we are saying right now that are a hundred percent terribly wrong.
6: Yeah, I mean we were an enterprising uh, enterprising people we would have a segment called fall camp false sense of security
1: <laughs> that's true that's true yeah
6: so false camp sense of security Fulk, i don't know yeah i get it, it.
1: no something i it. something like that it. you gotta work on but that.
6: no i mean that's that's one of the things and it's it spring balls this way too we think we know a lot of things as it relates to the nebraska football team um and it always is kind of comical because there's only so much practice the media gets to watch usually about when you add it up over the course of the year uh we get to see about a hundred minutes of stretching yes and inside that hundred minutes of stretching there's uh generally some bold proclamations that get made and you know they don't they don't come to fruition and then you're basing a lot of it off of coaches and sometimes you know they're not trying to be deceitful but they might say things that uh lead you in a direction and away from another direction. So you, you just never know. I mean, I, I won't fall for the Brian Westbrook talk again, as it relates to Ramir Johnson. So hopefully Matt rule never says the name Brian Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, when talking about Ramir Johnson, cause I went, uh, I went hard for that one last year. Yep. I took Ramir Johnson over Anthony Grant. How did that work out for you? Yeah, me?
1: you're right. That would be a that would be a fascinating segment. All the things we believed in August that now seemed completely laughable about all kinds of things relating to to college football. Uh, by the way, uh, Jerry DiNardo said on the Big Ten Network said it's the best Nebraska's offensive line has looked in years. Just FYI. So
6: all right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> do this real quick because I do this on every radio segment that I have when Jerry Gennardo comes up. Okay. Why do we pay any attention to him? (laughs) Why? Uh, Former coach. This is a guy that a couple years ago, I don't remember which team was talking about players that didn't even practice. And he was talking about how good they looked out there. (sighs) Mm, Yeah. I mean, so, like, we give a lot of credit to a guy who is a worse coach than Mike Riley. And so, why are we doing this? I I go on this crusade every year. Jerry DiNardo, like, rinse and repeat, same thing says about Iowa every single year. No one has harder practices. They bust out the two-by-fours with nails, and they start hitting each other with them. Like, I mean, this is just what he sounds like every single year, and I just don't care what Jerry DiNardo says. I would feel better if he came out and said Nebraska's offensive line is the worst he's ever seen. (laughs)
1: Legitimately. Uh... Well, you know it, I, and I don't. I, I that whole those whole camp visits. First of all, I, I question how much you can take away just I from one practice.
6: When those guys are wandering around, they're usually on their phones or doing interviews or whatever. So, I mean, I I highly doubt that Jerry Dinardo has a clipboard out and is writing down notes during the middle of Nebraska's practice. Yeah. And I will never get past the fact that he openly talked about players that weren't practicing. Uh, I, I wish I could remember which team and which players it was. I think it was Wisconsin. He was talking about a guy that got drafted in April. Yeah. How well, good he looked at practice.
1: Um, he also. They. All, it was also interesting, too. The first thing they mentioned about the defense, the strength of the defense was the defensive line, uh, which has gone completely counter to – What most of everyone else is is thinking, but nonetheless, well, you know, well, like I said, nobody knows right now on on any of these things. Which, like, I wonder. So many of the assessments that I'm hearing of of Nebraska, especially from Nebraska fans, are just like, I just don't think this team has enough. You know, has the talent on it. You don't have. You don't have top you know you don't see a lot of all big pre- pre-season all big 10 selections you don't see a lot of guys who are projected going into the draft next year and and it's true but i especially look at the offense and there's just so many guys where they're in weird circumstances where they're coming off an injury or they're coming off a transfer or they're coming off of being away from football for a year um that i just i feel like genuinely i I know we talked about this, but I just don't know where the, the talent level is. And I feel like I'm not going to know until I see him play a few games.
6: Yeah, and the hard part is he don't know how it messes up with what the coaches want to do. So, yeah. I mean, there might be someone that's supremely talented, but he doesn't fit into what they what they want. So I, I think it's fair to wonder where the talent level is. I also think it's fair to acknowledge that they've had more than enough talent to win six games each of the last however many years. I haven't done it, five, six years now. So. Yeah. Um, Part of me, you know, I I understand that conversation, but I frame it more in that they've underachieved so much that people have gone so far to to think that you have to have this talent-laden roster to win six games. That's not true. I mean, they they just need to show up and take care of business, and they're going to be able to – they have assets. Like, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Nebraska has underachieved these last few years. So I I feel like the talent isn't so much – Uh, A concern to me. It's how they're utilizing that talent. It's are they getting the most out of it? And then are they, you know, playing just one team, the team across from themselves, or are they also having to defeat themselves every week, too? And so if that's the case, then it could be another long season. But I don't, I don't get the sense that that'll be. And then go back to the defensive line thing. Really intrigued by a number of those young guys on that defensive line. I I think that, you know, Cameron Lenhart, Prince uh, Umami Ellen, those two guys, Prince Will, Umami Ellen. Um, you know, those two guys are, are going to be really sort of interesting sort of how quickly they emerged this spring. And, you know, around here, we're not used to freshman defensive linemen making big impact, but I I wouldn't be surprised if, if these guys have an effect on the season.
1: Yeah, I think the thought, I mean, the thought, I, I maybe Prince, well, I'm not sure as much if it was about Lenhart, but it was just kind of about size, right? And I know there's been a lot of stories now about how some of these guys have bulked up, but I think that's what I keep hearing about those guys. And, I, and I'm not sure if they're where they need to be in. And, and again, to be honest, Mike, I don't, with this defensive scheme, with those kinds of positions, I don't even quite know what kind of players those are exactly at those, yeah. those end-edge positions. Are they more... Like, is there a little bit more of a linebacker essence to it? I'm, I don't know, is my, is my true answer to
6: well, that. Well, and, and the, the tough thing is we don't really have any idea how Tony White wants to use them. So how they get used against Minnesota is maybe not how they're going to get used against Colorado, which is not how they're going to get used against Louisiana Tech, you know, a few weeks after that. So it's just, a, you know, different teams. That's part of this, this whole coaching staff. And Scott Ross talked a lot about this, too. So it's not like this is a revelation. It's being able to mix and match relative to what you're playing. I mean, that was what Eric Shenander was trying to do. That's what Tony White's trying to do. That's when Marcus Satterfield talks about how they have a positionless offense. I mean, he's talking about how Janyra Bonner might be lined up at fullback, tight end, and split out at wide receiver all in the same game just based on what the call is is for. So I think they really believe that they're putting together a team of football players, but not necessarily in any sort of pigeonhole. Uh, position sense. And that's that's hard for us because we like it to be ordered. We like when we talk about it, we like, you know, to be able to say that we know Cameron Leonard's an edge and not an interior guy or not playing linebacker, but he might play all three in, in any given defensive series. Right. We we sort of have to change the way we think about it in order to talk about
1: it. Yeah, all these positions have slightly different names, or even if they have the same name, you're not sure if it's the same role. You know, they were talking about uh, Isaac Gifford the rover position, right? And yeah. there, you know, there's also two safeties in addition to a rover. Isaac and Isaac Gifford was more of an outside linebacker last year, and I think this is more of a safety type position. But in honesty, in all honesty, Mike, I don't really know right exactly what exactly what his role is going to be which by the way he is the new we saw we heard guys being mentioned over and over in the spring and it seemed like oh boy you're hearing a bunch about him that's definitely Isaac Gifford for the fall I've noticed
6: oh yeah and I uh, I'm excited for him I know that you uh you're very familiar with the the Gifford family and and what they've accomplished obviously with, with Luke and everything and just how good of high school athletes they were so I'm not surprised that Isaac has emerged but you were you were talking there and it it gave me kind of a scary thought. I don't know that I'm prepared for Friday when, when Brunson's driving the caravan of us back to back to Lincoln for how many different reporters are going to be, like, taking video and highlighting how the defense works. And then, you know, like, we're on Twitter the day after a Nebraska football game. It's just going to be this, like, run-through film session. Yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I'm prepared to see that many different TV screens at weird angles. Uh, as they as they attempt to make their point on slow motion replay,
1: I'm thinking about going b- back and watching some mid um, mid 2010s Rocky Long era San Diego State to to become familiar with the the con- Not- concept.
6: Not a bad idea at all, not a bad idea at all. tony white would would tell you that's a that 's a good one. We can check with Tony and see if he has certain games that he feels like you should watch too <laughs> that's he, true. that 's true that seems like something that he would get really excited
1: about it, and, and i'm 'm sort of like sort of half kidding but that when that i mean he's tony white's a Rocky long disciple in fact, Rocky Long replaced him at Syracuse i believe um, but he 's a Rocky long disciple and uh and and there were a couple of years there where that defense, San Diego State's defense, really got rolling. Um, in And in, in they had, what, 10-win teams for a couple years in a row there. And that might be, if you want to see when that defense looks at its best, what Nebraska's trying to do, that probably is the best place to look, to be honest.
6: Yeah. And when it's, uh, when it's rolling, it's a havoc-inducing defense, which is music to, to the fans' ears because it's not a, not a sit back and, you know, bend, don't break type. It's a take the fight to them and take the ball away or, you know, an 18-yard sack or whatever it is. I mean, this is – the whole point of of what he's trying to do is to create chaos and confusion. And so I'm excited more so than the offense because I think the offense is going to be pretty traditional. I'm excited to see what Nebraska's defense looks like when it's at its best because I think they have some interesting guys in that Isaac Kifford mold that can kind of play a a linebacker or a safety role, and you can sort of move them around, and then you have blitzes coming from different – different spots. I mean, I I don't know. This is the sort of stuff that gets me fired up, but mm-hmm. largely just going back from the NCAA video game days, you know, bringing that three three five. 5 You never know where that pressure is going to come from, Jeff. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, uh, that's what they keep saying. that Give different looks. You know, it's difficult to figure out how to block, all of those sorts of the, the things. And I, I'm just uh, – the defense, as, as I just kind of went on and said how the offense is so many unknown quantities um, because of different reasons – You've got a lot more known quantities on the on the defense from Hartzog to Buford to Gifford, although he's playing a different position to Newsome, right? I mean, even the guy even the Ty backups. Robinson. Yeah, Ty Ty Robinson, Reimer, uh Henrich. I mean, you've got there's kind of a weird, I don't know. I'm not saying this is going to be a top-ten defense, but I think what I am saying is if Nebraska has a really good season, it's going to be the defense that's significantly carrying them, and they're going to turn out. The scheme is going to be difficult for people, and you're going to have a bunch of guys who really do have a lot of experience or probably a little bit underrated. Uh, yeah, and the best
6: overall. part that Nebraska has going for it is that you know week to week, teams are going to go from preparing something a little bit more traditional to so then they play Nebraska, and you got a week to, to yeah. figure out what they're going to do in that 3 3 five. I'll add this to what you're saying about some of the experience on defense. If Nebraska comes out and they play well defensively, I think you can look pretty pretty keenly on Luke Reimer being a big part. Why? Like I, yeah, I think Luke Reimer has in him the sort of year that JoJo Doman did in 2021. Like I think he can be that kind of player.
1: It's it's I agree with you. It's weird because I feel like and you know it all depends on who you're talking with and who you're listening to, but I feel like he's kind of been a little bit forgotten at least until he went to media days he got a little bit more attention but I feel and I know he was injured last year and so kind of take took away the recency for a lot of people but he sort of glossed over a little bit on this defense I think
6: sometimes absolutely and I mean he's got his own sort of impressive game just go back to his kind of emerging on the scene that 2020 game against Northwestern where he like racks up 18 tackles he's flying around the field I mean. I think if the the defensive front can keep him clean, Luke Reimer has a chance to have a really, really nice year.
1: Definitely the best ever Lincoln North Star player to play for the Nebraska football
6: team. Oh, okay. Uh, so that sounds like that would be a pretty good top that's, five for you someday. There the you go.
1: No, it's a good article. You get some clicks for that. Go uh, top three oh, from ev- every high school in the state.
6: I don't think I have the extensive knowledge to do that. Look, like, I just don't. I don't uh I don't traffic enough in it. Yeah. Like mine would be so much based on recruiting.
7: That's true. And then it'd be
6: like I'd be like throwing in like Micaiah Slade for Northeast and people are like, uh, <laughs> this guy played in nineteen eighty five and he did this. And yeah. I'm, and then I'm I'm just out at that point. Like yeah. I, I I don't want to be in those arguments anymore. I'm trying
4: to avoid that. Okay, right all right. North Star's not even twenty years old either. Right. I mean I can only
1: I can probably only think of a couple other guys who I
4: think you start with the uh
6: what is it Bulls they had that whole family were quarterbacks and they all went down to like Northwest Missouri State and dominated down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, they had a wide receiver that was pretty good a few years ago that went to North or went to Kearney.
1: The, um, um, Mike Minner's son went there. Yep. That was a that was the thing Austin for Austin Rose.
6: Aust- yes, Austin Rose.
1: He was on the roster for a long time.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. North Star Talk. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about some old high school names. <laughs> uh, that's a different. That's a, that's a different level of of sports. What fandom. you guys
4: like that East baseball going for a natty? Nah, navigators football <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, how about that, Mike?
1: My alma mater my, going for uh, going going to try and be the uh, best baseball team in the
6: entire nation right now. Your thoughts? Uh that would be really cool. Be yep. great for a Lincoln East program that's had it out Spring, summer—I mean, talk about uh, talk about kind of just doing everything you set out to achieve in in half a calendar year. Yeah, as
1: a you, former baseball player, how about extending that? You, you got some of these guys who are starting, ready to go to college, and they keep pushing their season back another few. I always <laughs> wonder that about the Little League World Series kids, right? In some of these places, they're they're starting school eventually, and now they they actually have it there, uh, and they to yeah. go to North Carolina.
7: I would imagine there's
6: some like college coaches that are just kind of like, eh, you know what, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they got knocked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, it's been it's been cool to uh, cool to watch them, and it's been a long it's been a long time coming for really any high school in Lincoln in that sport. All right, good to talk to you, Schaefer. Appreciate it. We will uh, jump back on next week. Have a good one. We'll be uh, reading what you have to say and talk to you later. All right. All right. Sounds good.
7: Have a great week. Can't completely
1: rule out a
5: spotty shower or two into the afternoon and evening hours. And then late tonight, more scattered thunderstorms reenter the forecast. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're
0: listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right.
1: Thank you for all your, uh, your uh, food hacks today. Got me some ideas for uh, going forward, maybe a little something new. Uh, I want to thank our guests as well. Mike Schaefer, Tim Haruza both joined us today. Tomorrow is a Tuesday. That means Joe Jordan. And we're also scheduled to have a visit from John Baylor as well. That's coming up tomorrow on the show. And a little bit later in the week is Request Line Friday. We've got an early decision on a theme this week. We are going cover songs. Songs by artists who are not the original artists of those songs. So pick some that are going to surprise us. Maybe we haven't heard before. I'll be-